Hello everybody and welcome to Love Unlocks Live Sessions. I'm Heinz Winkler and this program is all about talking to amazing people and hearing the story of how God's love has unlocked their lives. And we have an amazing guest today. And this whole thing is brought to you by our ministry called Love Key, where we believe to minister to minister wholeness to Families and unity to the body of Christ is a very important thing and we want to try and be an influence in this nation to see healthy families build a healthy nation. And all of our conversations with these amazing people tie into this in some way, in some form. We are also very passionate about seeing more people come to Christ and uh, I've got a good friend. He was one of my first guests on Love Unlocks. His name is Picard Hen and uh, I've asked him from last week to give us a weekly or bi-weekly video of just a testimony of how he reached out to someone and led them to Jesus or saw a healing happen uh, and, and he's also in that same sense going to coach us all about how we can all be more evangelical or, or more get the evangelist inside of us to come out and to reach more people for Christ. So I'm going to play a segment from him now and then I'll get right back to you guys. Thanks for joining us. Wherever you're coming from, please let us know where that is. And uh, as we go through this, please comment, ask questions. Uh, we would love for, to hear from you. All right. This is Picard Hen talking about a recent testimony. Here we go. Hi guys, I have a quick testimony to share with you today and I'm sharing it within my car just because of this one reason. This one morning, I was invited to go preach at a school in Benoni and on our way into the school, we were standing in a long line of cars waiting to go through, pick up their kids, drop off their kids, do what moms do every morning when they get to school. And while we were sitting in this car, we were sitting in the back um, of a bucky of a friend of mine that invited me to come preach to the school. I was sitting in this bucky, my windows rolled up and I looked out of my window and I saw a car next to me with their windows rolled down. So I thought to myself, well, if Jesus was in this car, what would he tell the person next to me? And I quickly rolled down my window and I said, hey ma'am, I just want to tell you today that Jesus loves you so much. And the moment I said that, her jaw dropped. She looked at me, she said, my life is a mess. I said, ma'am, I understand that your life is a mess, but I want to tell you that Jesus loves you in the midst of the mess. He loves you in the middle of your storm. He loves you even though everything else falls apart. He loves you so much. And she said, last night I was on my knees in my room on the carpet and I was crying. And I said, God, if you really love me, please would you tell me tomorrow? If you really love me, would you please tell me tomorrow? And she looked at me and I realized in that moment that I didn't hear the Lord on this, but I knew that God loved this person so much. So I quickly um, de-strapped my safety belt. I leaned out of the window. I said, ma'am, I want to pray with you. I leaned out of, my, out of the window halfway. I leaned down, I grabbed a hold of her hands and I said, let's pray Jesus loves you. Today, he just spoke to me, you, he told you that he loved you, even though he used me, that he told you that he loved you so much, let's pray. And I prayed with that lady that day. The, the, the people, uh, the other part of our team was in a car in front of us, and the one guy got out and he took a picture of it. And I'll just add the picture at the end of this video. He took a picture of this. And I remember posting that picture on Facebook and it drew so much attention. And I went through the comment section and there were comments like this. I wish someone would tell me that Jesus loves me. I wish one day that God would send someone on my part to just tell me that he loves me. I wish God would tell me what he thinks about me. Comments like that. Today I want to encourage you that the whole world is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. Everyone is waiting to hear from the Lord and God wants to use you. Today, if you don't know what to tell someone, tell them that Jesus loves him. That's the most accurate word from heaven that you can give someone because it's always true. Jesus loves people. And today, someone is waiting for you to tell them that Jesus loves him. Why? Because I know that I've been in situations where I just tell someone, hey, Jesus loves you. And they would literally turn around and start crying and say, I just told the Lord that if he doesn't tell me that he loves me, I'm going to kill myself this afternoon. There's people waiting for you to tell them that Jesus loves them and that God has a plan for your life. And I want to tell you today that God loves you and he has such a great and amazing plan for your life. Don't give up now. Don't give up now. Know that God loves you. May you have an awesome and blessed day further on. I love you guys. Wow, thank you, Picard, for that amazing story. How special is that? So, so good. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves everyone. And you can never go wrong with telling that to a person. They, you may be met with whatever hurt they have. 
and they may respond in a negative way, but the truth remains that they are loved and we can't go wrong by telling that to people. Thank you for that encouragement, Picard. Uh, please go and support his ministry. You can go to www.ciam.coza and see ways of booking him as a speaker or donating to his amazing ministry. Please support him. That'll be so cool. Uh, thank you for everyone joining us. I can see you joining from all over the place. Irene, Mariska, Krizanda, Renette, Mary, Renette. So good to see See you guys. Oh, Bill Bennett, my brother. It's great to see you on here as well. Thanks for joining us. Um, we uh, have a very special guest today with us. Uh, just before I say that, I, I do want to take a moment and just be a little bit selfish and tell you that we are releasing my brand new single this week called Our Nation Belongs to God. We are so excited about this new track. It is really powerful and epic and a prophetic declaration we want to release over this nation. And this Thursday, as you will know, is Heritage Day, Erfenisdag. In Osvald Baigraag, hey, mense met die song hoor op Erfenisdag. We really want people to hear this on that day. Uh, because I believe if you are a born-again believer, your heritage is actually heaven. Heaven is your heritage. Then it's the culture you were born into. But you get a whole new identity, a whole new culture once you give your life to Christ. And we want to, as, as a church of South Africa, just declare the song over this nation. So please check out that your and make sure that your favorite radio station will be playing Our Nation on Thursday. That'll be really cool. My wife and I are starting our second Let's Talk Marriage seminar from 1 October. You can get your tickets on Quicket. It is the same one as the first one we did. We've had people ask us, hey, is it a, like a follow-up? Do I have to do the first one first? No, it's a repeat of the first one. Uh, we had so many great testimonies and saw so many marriages healed that we would just want to do it again and reach more marriages, more people that are single, engaged, or uh serious about the relationship they want to go forward into marriage and we just want to help as much as we can with that so please uh, you'll get the link in this post as well to that to the quicket link and you can join us from the first of october all right that's enough of that please I want to welcome our guest today. She's a very, very good friend of my wife and I. Uh, we are good friends with her and her husband. And we have come a long way since moving here to Somerset West six years ago. We kind of met them pretty much at the beginning of our trip here. And uh, we've become really close friends. And she's an amazing lady. She's got a great ministry where she does Christian counseling. Uh, we have heard unbelievable testimonies of what has happened because she just has an amazing way of bringing the truth of God's love into people's lives. And uh, I can't wait for you to hear her testimony and to share some advice with you. So please welcome all the way from Somerset West, Yunanda Berger. <laughs> oh, thank you, Heinz. It's such a pleasure to be here today. It's so great to have you. Thank you for making time. And uh, we, we are almost neighbors. I was just kidding about all the way because I'm right here as well. But it's, it's great that you can tune in. Uh, I know you have, you have kids. You've got a husband who works from home. So I know it must have been challenging to carve out this moment. But thank you so much for doing it. I really appreciate it. How are you guys doing? How has lockdown been for you as a family? I must say the first 21 days was amazing. Just to be able to be away from all the school activities and... Mm homework and everything but I must say afterwards it yeah not seeing people not enjoying our friends not going to church yeah that got to the social butterfly in me a little bit <laughs> <laughs> okay so I, I, would you say you're a bit more of an introvert or an extrovert then sounds like but I'm a borderline I'm borderline okay. I love working with people I love being with people but then I have to retreat and just have a little bit of quiet time. <laughs> All right. Can yes. you, can you, I'm just thinking, um, can, can you name a, a highlight from, from this lockdown period and, and maybe a low that you don't want to have over again? Um, highlight, I think, you know, just going through all the emotions of people being sick, you know, people dying, all the news that you hear and then being together as a family, praying, experiencing God's protection, you mm. know, the children experiencing God's protection and just how calm they were during this whole process. Um, telling us, no, we will be fine. You know, I know about a lot of children that's having anxiety at this moment. Wow. You know? 
because of COVID, not sure. wanting to eat, you know, not wanting to go to school. And yeah, that's really been, been a high for me, my children experiencing God's protection and also being a witness to us to just say calm in his protection and what he, what he has promises us. That's amazing. Us, yeah. So good. Well, I think that has a lot to do with the way that you and your husband speaks in the house because your children pick up on your your uh, attitude towards this. And uh, if you're not full of fear, then I think they pick up on it. So I want to mm-hmm. say high five to you as parents for them doing that. That's amazing. Um, and, Hello, uh, life. Hello, life. Oh, yeah, sorry. Homeschooling. Homeschooling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Was that tough? Oh, man. Yeah, no, really. Luckily, my oldest daughter um, loves to teach. She's only grade four now, but she was there for me when I had to explain this grade two maths that I still don't get. How did to divide? How they, Why they count like that? I still don't get it. It's so but different. Yeah. Afterwards, mommy, Ansula is a very good teacher. Very good. <laughs> so um, she's very soft hearted. She will never tell me I'm a bad teacher. Yeah. But I, um, I was expecting she was saying that to me in that same sentence. <laughs> that is so funny. That's that's a very clever way of of yeah. saying like yeah. there's a difference here. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, it's great that you had an assistant teacher. I mean, that's that's yeah. quite amazing. I I had such a laugh because uh, our kids go to the same school, the whip, yes. and uh, and we I was so amazed when they set, sent out a message in the beginning of lockdown. Please don't teach your children because you might teach them wrong <laughs> yes, yes. I was like that's funny and I was gr- I was grateful in a way as well because mm. uh, you know it's 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 not for us either we uh, yeah I, I look at people who homeschool and I'm like well done that's amazing I'm so impressed uh, but I'm I was very glad when we could send them back <laughs> yes, it's true. Yeah. yeah so you you and uh, and Willem have been married for how long now? 15 years. Yo. Yes. Ons is so kort kopie achter jylle. Okay. When jylle net net. 15 years, that's amazing. And uh, can you tell us quickly, um, how did you guys meet and, and how long was it before he popped the question? Okay, so Willem and myself met at uh, Moraletta's young adults um, camp. And the camp was all about relationships and what we are allowed to do according to the Bible and what we're not allowed to do. So the both of us met there. And then we were friends like for a month. And then he asked me to go out with him in his very romantic roses. And yeah, it was very romantic the way he asked me. And then when I said yes, he kissed me. Yeah, and afterwards he sent me SMS, and I'm not saying that's the right way, but afterwards he sent me SMS and say, I'm going to look so well after you, and thank you for giving me this opportunity, and I thought it was so sweet, and straight after that, I got another SMS, and he goes, <laughs> Joma, <laughs> so yeah, that's how he asked me, I think that's how we met, and then nine months afterwards, he popped the question, Oh wow! We were, yeah, he took me up the cable card. It was still the old cable card at Hartwisburg Dam, and then he s- s- told me seven trades about myself. I can't remember the trades, but it was very sure. nice. <laughs> yeah, and then he asked me to marry him. Okay. Then we got married nine months afterwards. Okay, so nine months is is apparently quite significant. Yes, <laughs> it's like, like a, a birth a birth of something new. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe just the time that we got on the venue and everything falling into place. But yeah, yeah mate. <laughs> it's a, it takes time. It takes time. We were lucky. We were able to get the date my wife wanted, and it was from from me asking till getting married was seven months, but which was which sounds long, but it's yeah, it's not it's not that long. Even nine months, that's a lot of work to date to do in nine months. But yes, yeah. what is what is the the first word that comes to mind for you when you think of your husband? If you can't get handsome. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well no, done. Yeah, good no, move, he's, good move. <laughs> yeah, he's soft hearted, he's gentle, he's kind. So, yeah, I think that those are the words that explains him the best. But definitely he's also, he's got such a servant heart, hardworking. And when he's not in his job position, he's Mr. Sunshine. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can attest to that. I also find him to be so great with kids, any kids. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah. he will just go the extra mile to entertain. And uh, what a great guy. Well, I must love you. He's awesome. Um, and uh, your kids, you've got two beautiful daughters. Um I'm not going to go to the dogs. You have a you have a lot of animals at your house, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. let's just focus on the humans in your house. Uh, you've yeah. got two beautiful daughters. What are the first words 
that come to mind for, for each of them? With Antulay, it's my oldest, um, definitely creativity. If she's not making up a song and recording it and singing it, she's <laughs> writing a book and drawing the pictures or painting a picture or making moves of a dance or you guys know, always a show Yeah. when she's around. You know, she has, she's very creative and very sensitive in spirit, um, I must say. She can pick up things which a lot of people can't really pick up. Sure. So sensitive, yeah. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. And then Nina, um, you hear about all the dogs and all the animals at our house. <laughs> Nina is an animal lover. She has turned our backyard into a bird watching place where there's just a lot of birds if the cat isn't on, um, chasing them away. But yeah, we've got a lot of animals at, her, at our home. But also she's soft-hearted. She's kind. She will always be the first one to say, I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, Ansulay. So yeah, she's very soft-hearted. Oh man, that's amazing! Yeah, we love them dearly. I remember the one of the first time you guys came to visit. Now, I I had three three boys at the time, uh, and your girls came in and they had coloring books, and they sat down at the table, and they didn't move for like two hours. They just sat there quietly drawing. And I looked at this, going, "What is this? How, is this possible?" <laughs> Never. I mean, with three boys, it's completely different. So, but they're they're amazing. Uh, and uh, once again, well done. And uh, high five, great parents. What's oh, Christ? Um, <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. So, um, I did. I did prepare you for this question. Um, can you share with us an embarrassing moment Ooh. or two? You know, however many you Ooh. are willing to share. <laughs> No, I'm willing to share one, but that's my most, most embarrassing moment. So nothing will compare to that. Okay, Bill cool. And myself was on honeymoon in Thailand and we um, traveled to a lot of islands, but then we ended up in Bangkok. He didn't tell me where we are going. So he just said, don't pack a lot because you're going to do a lot of shopping. So our last two days <laughs> in Bangkok, we just shopped and shopped and shopped. And it was our last day and we were next to the swimming pool and we swam. And I was thinking to myself, how on earth am I going to get all my shopping into my bags and fly <laughs> home tonight or fly to Singapore to tonight? I don't know. And now we just got used to undressing in front of each other, you know, and I got out of the pool and there were like few families around the pool and we sitting here. We have to walk past everybody to get out of the pool area. Yeah. And I was drying myself and I'm deep in thought and all of a sudden... <laughs> I pulled off my bikini pants because I thought I'm just with him in my room. Uh, and he went like, oh, and not helping me. Not oh, my word. Towel. And you know how when you're embarrassed and laughing too much, you can't help yourself. You, everything like it feels like it's in slow motion. It takes forever. And I see the old granny closing the little boy's eyes. Uh, and everybody turning around. And people just waving their heads and their hands and oh, everything so taking their legs so, oh yeah no that was really bad so after a while I, be, I was able oh and my legs were still wet so I couldn't pull my, my pants up oh my yeah. goodness so yeah I was standing naked next to the pool and my husband was laughing at me in shock <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. It's so funny. Oh my word! And the the, the uh, weird thing is, if you were somewhere in Europe, nobody would have noticed, probably. Yeah, uh, no, it's probably just about not. where where you are. But oh man, that is funny. <laughs> no, yeah, thank no, thank you for sharing that. That's that's yeah. that is that is definitely <laughs> qualifies as an embarrassing moment. Oh man. Okay, so you you've raised you are raising children. You've been married for fifteen years. You've been doing what you're doing as a counselor for quite some time. You've, you've been through your own story. You have heard so many other stories. If you look forward in your life, what, what do you dream of still achieving uh, with the time you have left? Well, definitely to keep on being instrument in God's hands. Heinz. My heart is for people to be whole. Um, spirit, soul, and body, and for them to truly live out um, what Jesus did for them on the cross. And it comes down to living out their full potential and to have joy and to have peace regardless of circumstances and regardless of people's behavior. Mm. Um, so that's my heart for ministry. Um, then just to be God's love. Every day I want to go around and be God's love. And when I do make a mistake, I want to be sincere and be able to apologize. In the same way with my children and with my husband, I want to be sincere, you know, um, growing in my failures, 
being a good mom, being an example, but also be able to make mistakes and to show them this is how it looks when I make a mistake. This is what we can do when we make a mistake. And this is what I've learned out of my mistakes. Because I think the challenge is that we think as Christians sometimes we need to be perfect. And yes, we strive to be perfect. We strive to be sinless because Jesus says we are already. But it's a process to get there. Mm. And failure doesn't, um, if, we, if we make a mistake, it doesn't mean we fail. It's just an opportunity to learn. Amen. So good. Sure. I, I completely agree. That's so good. Well, I, I trust with you that that will be your legacy. And I know it already is in a big way. So that's wonderful. Yolanda, will you please share with us how you came to give your life to Christ? Um, your story of how God's love unlocked your life. And, uh, and from there, you can actually just sh- share... Uh, some significant landmarks in your spiritual journey of, of how God has taken you from where you were to, to where you are today. Okay. So I would just like to give a little bit of background. Um, my mom died when I was three years old, and then my dad got married again when I was about five. Sure. And um, we grew up in a Christian home, and I had such a great expectation when um, my mom, my dad married again, you know, new mom, but um, it didn't happen out that way. Um, maybe it was just my experience, but I experienced a lot of emotional hurt and emotional abuse and sibling rivalry and oh, just a lot of hurt, hurting mm. stuff that happened there. Mm. And then my dad divorced this lady and then he got married again to a very nice lady that she was in Neville Norton's church, an amazing person. And that's where I gave my heart to Jesus. Um, that's why I really, I remember in grade, grade five, I gave my heart to Jesus. I can remember I was spirit-filled when we used to pray in the evenings and it was my turn. I would pray and pray and pray. And then later on, my dad would say, please, um, let's stop. (laughs) 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 So I really remember that. Okay, sure. But Hans, because of the hurt and not being able to be discipled and not being able to grow in a community, I, I really didn't grow in my faith. And I think because of all the hurt, I didn't really experience God the way he truly is. And um, I was a Christian, and I was reborn, but I didn't live that reborn life and grow in my faith, if you can understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. And then in my second year, um, at the end of the year, my brother and his wife and um, their baby daughter got killed in a car accident. And I remember during that time how angry I was at God, you know, not understanding that this is not his will. And I was so shocked that this could happen to us again. Um, I was heartbroken. My dad was heartbroken. And ever since then, I just realized how God ministered to my heart and was keep on pulling me in, pulling me in, pulling me closer to him, to his heart. And then in my first year when I worked at um, University of KwaZulu-Natal, I really um, started growing closer to God again. But I must say, when I moved back to Moraleta Park and in Moraleta Church, in my life group, um, my life group leader once asked me those yeah, yeah, three questions. I know many of you know about that. <laughs> that was the first time I, I got the assurance that I'm on my way to heaven. You know, I, I'm sure about my salvation. That's the first time when I realized actually what Jesus did for me on the cross. Sure. Now that I don't need to work to go to heaven. I can never be perfect enough or good enough to go to heaven. But it's mm. because I faith in him mm. that he is the son of God that died for my son, sins on the cross. And because I believe in him, I'm on my way to heaven. Amen. So good. And now I can live in victory. So yeah, that's the long and the short of it. That's amazing. I love it. Mm. But and also to add to that, sorry, Heinz. No, no, please. Went, um, during that time when I started working, um, I was introduced to a couple, they died now, but it was Dr. Kluter and his wife. They were both psychologists, but Christian psychologists. And I went to the lady, to um, Mrs. Kluter, for counseling. And during that process, um, God healed me of everything. My mom's death, my brother's death, the abuse that I went through as a child, um, being molested. You know, all those lies, all those hurts and all the lies I believed about myself. He healed during those sessions. And that was also just a deepening for me in my faith. 
um, in the process of him experiencing experiencing his love and his protection and his goodness for me and that it was never his will. It was mm. never his will, but he will use everything for good. And that's why I'm a counselor today. You know, so, I walked out of those sessions and I said, that's what I want to do the rest of my life. I was wow. a political scientist at this that moment, a lecturer at ULISA. And I said, that's what I want to do the rest of my life. I want to help people not to walk around with their hurt, not to walk around with the pain and the lies from the hurt from the past, but to experience what Jesus did for them, regardless of circumstances, regardless of how people act. That's amazing. Sure. And that became what you put all your energy and focus in. I saw your CV. You've studied so many different um, layers of Christian counseling. Um, is there a specific reason you chose the, the, the that direction? Because, uh, I mean, you could have done... Uh, psychology as well or uh, become a psychiatrist uh, why did you choose to go into Christian counseling specifically I have a respect for secular counselors and um, I know that they do great work but I know for me myself I needed something supernatural mm. come and heal things that my mind can't understand that my heart couldn't phantom I just needed something more. And that's in those sessions, the, the lady didn't explain to me this and this and this and God is good and this and this and this. I experienced God's goodness sure. in those sessions. I experienced his forgiveness. I saw how he made me whole. I saw how he broke soul ties and I could experience his truth about me. So that's why I choose um, uh, to be a Christian counselor. Um, even when I started as a Christian counselor, um, I volunteered at Lorata House and I started this um, restoration program there. It's Lorata House is a house in Pretoria for um, girls at risk. Mm. And I was so excited to use all my Christian tools, inner healing and theophastics and all those things. <laughs> and I promised you, I was so frustrated after two weeks. I said to God, why is nothing working? Sure. And he said to me, because I want you to listen to me. Mm. You will use these tools, but when I tell you to. Wow. And sometimes you will just build relationship. Because mm. with those girls, I first had to build relationship. I had to build trust. So yeah. sometimes I just had to sit there and make fun and talk to them and listen to their stories, their jokes. And sometimes there was just a word that I had to say. And it was the right thing that got into their hearts mm. to bring the truth of God and to bring the love of God. So yeah, I'm so dependent on your minds. Oh, I don't know. I would do every single day I sit in my session, my sessions, and I say to God, what must I do now? What must I say now? What is the thing I must bring here? And every single time he shows up, and every single time he come and do so much more than I can expect or ask or hope for. So sure. I can't do it in, in, in any other way. I love it. because, mm -hmm. And that to me actually makes a lot of sense in, in, in you have the you have the tools you you studied you've learned the basics but um, as you were speaking about you know each each specific person that lands in front of you um, I almost had this picture of how how we all have a unique fingerprint yes. each each person's life is so unique their experiences what they went through the hurt they carry the combination of their background and where they are right now is so mm -hmm. unique that the tools are helpful but you know, ultimately, I've heard you say it so many times when you when you would say how God came through in a moment and gave you the right word at the right time for the right person. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is just so encouraging. And um, I mean, I, I've even seen in, in our lives when we deal with people and I don't I don't have your qualifications. But if I'm if if I stay sensitive to what God is saying, you can get a, a right mm -hmm. word in season for that person as well. And, and I think that's, oh, that's so powerful. And when you see what that does to, to a person's life, to their identity, oh, that's, there's nothing like that. That's amazing. And it's sure. such a privilege to be in that position. I mean, how great do you feel when you have the key? Because God has the key for every single heart. He's got the key for every single heart to unlock that heart Amen. for his love. Amen. And he wants to give us those keys. Yeah. We can sit next to a person in the airplane or in a restaurant, um, like this witness as well, in traffic, you know, and God can give us one word to unlock that person's heart. Mm. Yeah, and I so mean, true. even with you guys, with your marriage course on Facebook, you have seen so many people to come and see me. And this one couple came and saw me, and I thought to myself, what will I tell them? Because you have said everything in the course. What? 
<laughs> now God just gave me this sense that I must ask the, the gentleman if he loves himself. Does he have love for himself? Because if he doesn't love himself, it's difficult for him. It will be so difficult for him to love his wife. Mm. And he broke, up, broke everything, everything sure. in his life. And you know, God did amazing things. So that was the key for me. But if I didn't tap into his wisdom and into his love and knowledge, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have been able to do anything for them in that session. Sure. Yeah. Now, of course, as I just said, and you as well, each person in their story is, is unique and needs a unique approach. But on the other hand, I would like to ask you, have you noticed certain patterns of thinking, of approaching life, that typically is this, the typical stuff that binds people from living life to the full that you mm -hmm. can maybe just touch on in this session for those listening, for them to maybe get the light switched on. Like, wow, maybe I'm thinking about myself the wrong way or, or whatever. Um, is, is there a few things that uh, stands out of, from your years of counseling? Definitely, Heinz. The first thing I would say is, is that people are their own worst enemy. Because of things that happen to them, because of your know, hurt trauma, people think if they can be critical towards themselves or hard on themselves or don't have any grace for themselves, they will change. Mm. And that is not the truth. Mm. You know, I see this picture in my mind. The enemy is sitting on the back couch just thinking, oh, thank God I don't need to do any work here today because this one is just breaking herself down. Yo, I don't wow. have any work to do. Sure. You know, so I have this thing in my house. I tell my children, if they are critical towards themselves, we will stop it right there because that's <laughs> the biggest thing. 98% of the people that sit in front of me battle with, I've battled with it. You know, so if they say they battle with something and they say, oh, I'm stupid, then I say, okay, 10 push-ups saying, I'm clever, I'm clever, I'm clever. <laughs> I don't know what to go that for, but that's how, that's how passionate I am about that's it. That's amazing. Because, you know, um, God says that we are new creatures in him and we've got an identity in him. Mm. And he says, whatever you think will become the truth. Whatever you see in the reflection, that will be your truth, if, even though it's not the truth. So we can't partner with anything that God doesn't say about us. Mm. And we have to believe what God says about us. We can't think thoughts that God doesn't think about us. And sometimes we think God talks to us in a way that he criticizes us and tells us, please just change, please just stop sinning, please just stop, stop shouting at your children. But he doesn't. And he, he, when he talks to us, he talks to us through the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Amen. Sure. We already know what we are doing wrong. Right? We don't need reminders. So God <laughs> comes and he comes in the opposite spirit. And he tells us, you are good enough. You are a mom that stays calm, that shares love, that give good consequences for your children's choices, that gives an area where they can learn my love. And he speaks the opposite mm. of the mistake that I just made. So I would encourage people to start seeing themselves through God's eyes, to start experiencing themselves through God's eyes and to love themselves, to accept themselves. I'm not talking about a false pride. I'm talking about just enjoying who they are in Christ while they're growing to where they want to be. It's not going to get you further by criticizing yourself and being hard on yourself, but by being your own good friend. Talk to yourself the way you would talk to your friend. Encourage yourself the way you would encourage your friend when they make a mistake. So love, that's the uh, first thing. That's mm. so good. Yeah. Okay. What's the second thing? <laughs> no, did you want to say something? No, I just, uh, when you said that now, I was reminded um, you you do uh, the first chapter of my wife's uh, online course and uh, for for becoming an image consultant. And uh, Aleta is very passionate about people realizing that they need to not just look good on the outside, but also on the inside. So, so she put you right there in the beginning to talk about identity. And that was that was one of your key messages is that they need to all become their best friend. And, uh, and you had such a good example of, you know, would you say to your best friend, you know, you're useless, you can't do this. How could you do that mm. or whatever? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> so it's just about changing that narrative, changing the way you, your, your thought life uh, happens. And, and I think that's, that's so powerful. It really spoke to me as well. Because um, I'm, I'm, I tend to be very 
self-critical and hard on myself. And the, the problem with that is uh, I tend to do it to people around me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I have this standard and expectation and it's not from God, you know, it's like okay. it's something I decided needs to happen. Um, and the, the other thing that you spoke about in that course that really uh, touched my heart is, is, is the whole thing about love languages and how people experience them in the home they grow up in. Uh, so I was wondering if you can maybe share on that, because um, I think that can maybe also unlock a lot of stuff for people today. Yeah, so um, I'm also uh, sensitive when I talk about, you know, the way we grew up, and I don't want to be critical towards parents. Yes. Um, I'm a parent, and I know I try my best, but sometimes I stand back and I think, sure, that she just didn't get what I was trying to do there. You know, I really tried to show her I love her and to maybe teach her, but she just didn't get that. Mm. And it made so much sense for me when I learned about the love languages and how God speaks our love language, but also the way we experience our love language. So, for instance, myself and Aleta, so we are sisters and we grow up in the same house. And um, my love language is um, uh, words that build up, affirmative words. And Aleta's love language, so for instance, I know it's not that, but touch. (laughs) But we have a critical father, and he means good. So he's like, why didn't you do your homework? Why don't you have 90%, you know, criticizing, criticizing, because he thinks, the same way like we do sometimes, that when I criticize, my child will realize what I do wrong, and it will change. So when we grow up, I have a lot of hurt. I maybe start believing a lot of lies about myself, about Father God, about life. Where Alexa is like, Mm-mm. when we grow up, she's like, well, I had this amazing childhood. My father was amazing and he was so loving. And I'm like, where were you? Where were <laughs> what, you? what house did you grow up in? Yes. That's because amazing. Because I heard those words because he was a loving father. You know, he used to um, pick us up on his lap and give us hugs and give us kisses and tickle us. So for her, her love tank was full. Mm. You know, she didn't hear those words. It was mm. like, oh, whatever, that gives me a hug afterwards. Well, for me, it was like, I'm so wrong. I'm such a bad person. Why can't I do better? Why can't I perform better? You know, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. And that sure. wasn't my dad's intent. So it's so important to realize those things, you know, and realize where our hurt comes from because we all, God has given us all godly needs and desires, you know, that he wants us to be fulfilled. He wants to wants to fulfill those things himself, but also he puts us in a family where a dad has a role to go and fulfill those needs and where a mom has a role to go and fulfill those needs. And the same with siblings and friends. Mm. And when those things don't happen, Heinz, we experience hurt. We start to believe lies about ourselves. We start to believe lies about who God is, you know. So I can know here God is good and he is kind and he's forgiving. But maybe because I didn't experience my father that way, I don't really believe it here and in my heart. So when I'm in a situation, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to fight this? Because... Um, God's not really there to fight for me. Mm. God's not really kind. He doesn't really want the best for me. So it's so important to go and just look a little bit at our past and to see, you know, where we have come from and what has happened to us without blaming anybody, but just being honest about the hurt that you experience, the trauma that you experience and what the lies might be that you believe about yourself. Yeah. What the lies are that you believe about God. You know, um, I just want to add on to you. I'm now I'm saying a lot. But, no, go for it. You know, the word says that God is full of loving kindness and tender mercies. He loves us unconditionally. And he is a good, good father that's slow to anger and quick to forgive. But I can say to you honestly, for a very long time in my life, I knew it was here, but I didn't believe it here. Mm. And that's because of the hurt that I went through as a child. It's because of the drama. I look through other people's mistakes and situations. I look through that filter to God, at God, you know, and I saw that. Mm. And that's where we need to go and say, now, who, who, who are God really? Who is God really? Who is he to me? What does he tell me? Yes, yeah, so what, what is your past? What happened in the past? And who is God for you in that situation? And who who? What, what does he tell you about your situation? And what does he tell you about you? Mm. To have that intimacy and to experience him. Yeah, sure. Mm. That's, that's so good. I think it's so key for people to realize. And, and uh, I, I also like how you distinguish between um, not 
we're not here to blame parents or people in our lives. We're here to recognize what it was that we experienced so that we can address that and and bring it to God for healing. Uh, mm. And I think that's such a healthy thing to do. It's also, if you think about it, it's a way of not blame shifting, but taking mm. responsibility for your life and your future, which I think is a very healthy thing. And we need a lot more of, because it's easy to blame someone, but stay stuck in, in hurt. Uh, mm. it's a, but it's liberating to recognize what happened and then bring that to God and see how he, you know, it just brings healing into that. And, I, you mm-hmm. know, what, what you do, I had the, the privilege of walking with a pastor in Johannesburg when I lived there and just have these sessions where I realized later on he was actually just hosting a or facilitating a conversation between me and God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and And then I would walk out there and go, oh, my word, like the light just went on. You know, these mm-hmm. started identifying things that I didn't even realize. And you know, I'm 42 now and, and I, there's still stuff that comes up. And I think one of the great things that I found, if you spend time with someone like you, you learn actually how to later in life, if stuff comes up again, to recognize it and address it. Yes. Um, so is, is that, um, I don't know if that happens by default or if it's something that you train. Do you train your, your, your clients to, to handle stuff that may come up in the future as well? Definitely, Heinz. Um, one of the landmark moments in my life was when um, I was a counselor for about 13 years then, and I went for SOZO training. Now, SOZO is a inner healing and deliverance ministry that um, was originated in Bethel. Oh, and it changed my life. It was mm-hmm. everything that I learned in 13, 14 years that God taught me to do in counseling, four easy steps. Sure. But the most significant thing that happened there is that I realized how God communicates with me. Previously, I did experience it every every single day when I sit in a session, every single time when I had my quiet time or worship or whatever, I experienced some sense of how God communicates with me. But there I realized that God communicates with us, each one of us, in a specific way. And when I went away there, I realized that all of us, Every single person's calling is to share the gospel, to share the good news about Jesus. But the second most important thing that we can do is to to tell people and to help them to experience the way God communicates with us. Sure. Because I'm not the counselor and I want you to come back to me so I can hear from God and tell you. God speaks to each one of us. Wow, and that's we, good. Yeah, we need to experience it. If we want to live su- successful, maybe is the wrong word, but if we want to live, live victorious lives, mm. We need to be able to hear, and here is the wrong word, experience, because it's not always a, a, a audible voice, yeah. but to experience the way God speaks to us. And it can be through a thought, an emotion, um, words that's in your head, you know, and thoughts, or it can be an audible voice. Or, or pictures. Just, you know, Some people get pictures. Definitely. But, um, and that's the thing. You know, I went home that day and I started with my children to give them a safe environment where they can experience the, word, the, the voice of God, how he communicates with us and with them. And, you know, I used to ask, the first time I asked Ansela, she was two years old, I said to Ansela, just imagine what Jesus is telling you right now. And it was like one second she said, no, Jesus is saying poo-poo papa. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> this is not what I expected. <laughs> but I felt the Holy Spirit just said to me, keep quiet. Yeah. And then he said to me, say to her, wow, Jesus is really funny. And I said to her, wow, Jesus is really funny. And she said, yes, Jesus is funny. I like Jesus. <laughs> and afterwards, I realized God said to me that he can't say to her, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Yeah, she she's funny. too. Yeah. Yeah, she's too. <laughs> and she's funny and she likes being funny and she likes making jokes. She, so she could relate to the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Oh, um, poo poo papa. Yeah. <laughs> could relate to that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I realized there that we must give God the opportunity to teach us how he speaks to us. So for me, I said to God, God, I feel I'm a feeling person and I see pictures. So from now on, I'm going to ask you questions. And I'm going to test here in my gut and I'm going to test in my mind if this is what you're communicating to me. Mm. Now, so sometimes I play games with him, you know, just to test it. And sometimes I'm very serious and I really need an answer from him. And then I ask him and I say, God, this is what I sense you are telling me to do. This is what I'm going to do. But then I know also, Heinz, when I've not 
if I didn't hear right, he won't leave me. You know, he won't leave me if I thought I'm, I must run across the road. He's not going to leave me just so a car will hit me. Because mm. I will never do that to my child, even if they were disobedient. Mm. I'm going to shout. I'm going to tell and try and communicate to them in a way they understand. Mm. And that's the same way with us. For each one of us listening today, God communicates with us. He wants to talk to you. He wants to reveal his love to you. He is the one that wants to satisfy our every single need, every single need. And sometimes we won't find that in people and we won't find it in circumstances. And sometimes when we go through really difficult times, we can just close our eyes and say, God, where are you in this moment? God, I'm so scared now. What are you telling me? What do you want to do? Because the word says he is our comforter. He's our helper. He's our healer. He's the one that fights for us. And when we close our eyes and we can connect with him, even in a split second, that's where he comes and satisfies our needs. That's where he comes and takes away that anxiety or the fear that we have. Mm. So that's why I try and train people and teach people is to, you know, you walk out of here today, out of this session, but go and do it every single day. Mm. Go and experience the presence of God. Ask him today, God, what do you think about me? How do you feel about me? What do you want me to do today? What do you say about my children? Because he's personal and he wants to communicate to you personally. Sure. That's amazing. I think it's, uh, you know, if I, if, I, if I try to sum up a big part of what you said now, we, we live life in a broken world mm-hmm. and it, it gives the enemy certain gaps to bring a lie into our lives. And it typically goes against our identity. So he's trying to almost lay a foundation of lies about who you are. Mm. Um, whereas God wants to come and show you who, who he made you to be. Uh, and you said earlier, it's so important to ask God, how does he see me so that I can see myself the right way, so that I can love myself the right way. Uh, and you know, in that is actually the two most important commandments where it says, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So all of me choose to love him. That means I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm a new creation. And I, I realized God loves me so much. And now I want to love him back. And in that relationship, we start seeing ourselves the way he sees us. And then the second commandment says, love others as you love yourself. Which means to me is we can't do the second one if we haven't done the first one. <laughs> and we actually can't love our neighbors, everyone around us, if we don't know God and love ourselves well. And, and, and that's how we can then share what you're talking about is if we walk in that space of I know him and I know how much he loves me. I can't wait to tell other people how much he loves them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and I think I, for me, that's like, that's that's how it should be, mm. and uh, oh man, it's so powerful. And and I, I love the way you encourage people to listen for God's voice because I think we live in a world where, um, in the church world, where we've Christians are typically a little lazy. You know, we we go to church to listen to the man of God to mm. tell us what God says. But there's a whole Bible where we can go read. There's a Holy Spirit to lead us to in into the things that you're talking about. Mm. Uh, the fivefold ministry is there to equip the saints, us, for the work of ministry. So we're actually supposed to come out of a Sunday and go, how many people can I reach for Christ? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, so that for me is so, so powerful. I love that. From, from the stuff that you've spoken about today that, and that you've seen in your, you know, in people's lives, I think, would you agree? Let me ask it that way. Would you agree that many of the, the hurts or most of the hurts come from a, 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 experience of a relationship in terms of parenting or the marriage Mm. in the home that people grew up in. Those are typically Mm. where the wounds tend to come from, correct? Mm. Yeah, definitely. And relationships, close relationships during childhood, friends, teachers, you know, and then it just grows on that, you know, maybe you felt like you were rejected from uh, your dad rejected you and then a friend doesn't want to play with you anymore. And then your boyfriend rejects you and it just, comes this golden line of yeah. you're not good enough. Sure. Hmm. So the the question I have uh, is what what advice would you give to people that are listening that are married and or are parents uh, to 
to make sure that that we're operating from a place that we don't cause as far as we can anyway because we're not as he said we're not perfect we try our best but what are some key things for marriage and parenting that will help avoid our children and the people around us to exp- to have reason to to say no you did this or that hurt me or whatever mm-hmm. um let me ask it in a shorter way <laughs> what 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 marriage and parenting advice would you give for for us listening and how to go forward in the most healthy way does that make sense yes okay <laughs> okay so i think um the most important thing for me as um it's not as a mom even as a wife is to speak my husband's and my children's love languages i know with myself when my tank is full when i feel loved then my husband can leave the clothes on the floor or he can do whatever he wants i just think oh he's so amazing look at how beautiful he is look at his nice calves oh he's so handsome i don't care you know yeah i really don't care so just keep my love language full and um just speak my love language and the same with my children if i keep their love languages and i speak their language love languages and they know that they are loved by me i will make mistakes but i will be able to turn around and say sorry that wasn't the right thing to do this is not what we're supposed to do please forgive me please remind me the next time i do it please warn me i don't want to shout at you warn me if i'm shouting at you so i can lower my voice that's not who i want to be you must help me also to be a better mom but when when i when they know they are loved things can go wrong but they know that they are loved mm. so i would think that is the most important thing to yeah and it yeah. doesn't always come easy it doesn't go easy no. you know usually it's the opposite of what we are inclined to do yes know? yeah uh, like in in my case my you know my and my wife's love languages are not the same <laughs> so and and i you tend to give the love language that you want the easiest yeah. and the one that you should be giving is is a lot harder work uh just for those people who are listening that may not know mm-hmm. so i've actually i've had a lot of conversation with people where i ask them what's your love language and they go What do you mean? <laughs> so maybe for those who don't know, can you maybe just name the five and uh and then they can have an idea and then then you guys can go see Yunanda for more information on that. So the first one is acts of service. We just like when your husband maybe takes takes out the rubbish bin or just do little things around the house most most of the time that you don't need to ask him to do it. That's that's amazing. Then affirmation of words, just words that build you up. you know you oh baby you look so wonderful you're a great mom all those kind of things gifts i love gifts just um, <laughs> <laughs> anything a, a flower a, a letter expensive gifts gifts that's nicely wrapped and so i love gifts as well um touch um hugs with your husband also the sexual part of it um holding hands Nina is also she loves touch. I should tickle her all over her body and then she's fine. <laughs> and um then quality time, you know, just one-on-one time to have fun together, just you and your husband or you and your child that quality time. But I would also just like to challenge everybody that I know Willem tries to speak my love language, but he doesn't always get it in the way I need it. Mm. So he tries. But that's why I turn to God. And that's why I say God, I really need to feel affirmed today. My tank's not that full. Please come and fill my love tank. You know? Please come and make me feel loved because I know he tries, but he's just missing something. And that's what I challenge every single person that's in a relationship and that's in marriage as well that your husband won't be able or your wife will never be able to fulfill all your needs. Not even your friends. And you have needs. Mm. And that's actually my challenge to every single person, even to your children, teach your children. You have needs, but mommy won't be able to fulfill it always. But God is there. Mm. God can come to you when you are scared and you have to write a test and mom's not there. You know, um, God can fill your love tank when your husband is not able to do that or when your parents wasn't able to do that or you you're not in a relationship right now. God is the one that can come and satisfy every single need. Mm. And I think, yeah, that's just that's the key for me that god is the one that satisfies us and god is the one that helps us to live in victory when we live in that presence of him 
like Psalm 16 says, in his presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. And that's where we should find ourselves constantly, to experience that fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Then things can happen around us and people can do wrong things, but we will be in a place where we feel loved and we experience that ever-flowing joy and pleasures. So good. As like Paul says, he's, he's learned to be content Yes. Uh, no matter what. And I think that's a, that's a good place for all of us to be in. And I, I also know from my own life, that's the only place, or the only, uh, any, the only uh, position where that happens is when I'm really just surrendered to God. Mm-hmm. And you become, uh, and also the best way to speak someone's love language and to even want to speak their love language is to, is to be in a s- solid relationship with God. Then His love mm-hmm. is actually what flows through you Definitely. and gives you the supernatural ability because, I mean, love is not so much a feeling. It's more of a choice and a, a daily sacrifice. And, and we just don't always have the capacity, you know. But we can strive. We can live close to God and see more and more of that happen in our lives. So that's, that's powerful. Uh, Yonanda, I want you to ask you a, maybe a last question as the hour is almost up. Um, have, do you have something on your heart that you just feel really strongly the the church of South Africa should hear. If you think of all the believers in our nation, we're going through so many difficult things. This has been a very difficult year. Uh, There's all kinds of turmoil around the world. Um, You know, there's a lot happening on many Mm -hmm. levels. Um, And I'm sure we all are processing all these things in different ways. But if, if just from where you're sitting, from hearing people's stories, from watching what's happening in the world right now, what what would your message be to the Church of South Africa? How do we navigate this time? It will definitely be Heinz, that God is still in control. And God is a good, good Father. And He says in His words that I know the plans I have for you. It's plans to prosper you. And it's plans to give you a future and a hope. Mm. So God is in control. He is fighting for you. He says He will protect you. No harm will come near you. But for you to live in this safe place, you have to go to his heart. Mm. You have to draw closer to him. You have to be in a constant place to say, okay, this is what's happening. This is what the world is saying. This is what the news is saying. But God, what do you say? Yeah, sure. What do you say about my situation, about these situations, about my life, about my future, about my children? Because otherwise we're going to live in a constant place of turmoil. There will always be turmoil. It will be corona or joblessness or Whatever challenges, there will always be challenges, but there's always God and His Word and what He promises us. And that's where we have to stay because He's our safe place. And we can live in a place where we live in constant peace because of His truth and the way He comforts us. Amen. Yeah, it says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart for in me you will have peace because I've overcome the world. Um, yeah. That's oh, that's so powerful and such a great promise that we can hold on to right yeah powerful yonanda yeah sorry sorry, do we still have time just just the last thing i want to say with that and no i can talk all day i'm 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 I'm, uh, you know i know you've got a house full of kids (laughs) waiting in a room so (laughs) just the one that i think that i want to tie onto that is is that when we know who god is we know who we are and we need to take up identity and our authority in this world amen we all have things to do to bring order to this world in which way for me it's bringing healing and bringing identity and bringing an instrument of healing and freedom for you it's something different it's something different for everyone listening it's something different but we need to take that position in mm. and be the change that we want to see we need to be the change because god's power is in us well done that's good can, can you maybe elaborate on that what does that mean that we have authority as christians we have to go out and ask God, today I'm seeing this mom. Lord, what do you want me to tell her? Lord, today I'm seeing this problem. What do you want me to do here? Is there an answer for this? Because he says in his word, ask me and I will show you great and mighty things, impossible mm. things, things mm. that you never knew of. So he has the answer for every single problem. Wow. And we need to take up that position. Jesus said, I'm going now. You will do greater things than I did here on earth. And we must still do those greater things. So sometimes it will be a spiritual warfare. Sometimes it will only be prayer. Sometimes it will be one word. Sometimes it's just talking to a mom that nobody else talks to, not even with, about something significant, but just being there. 
So just taking up that position and being who God wants us to be in that moment. I love that. That's so good. Preach it, sister. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no, you've been such a blessing today. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for the amazing work you're doing for the kingdom of God and for every life that God has touched through your ministry for making yourself available. I just want to honor you for that and thank you for that. And uh, I I just pray a blessing on your ministry. May it go from strength to strength. And uh, I want to invite everyone listening today that may have realized that you have unresolved hurt, pain, issues from your past, carrying baggage that you don't need to hang on to. Uh, If you want to speak to a Christian counselor, you know, find someone good and reputable near you, or please contact Yunanda if you're in the Cape area. She also does Zoom or video call uh, sessions. Her number and email is in this post. So make sure that you make contact. Don't go another day with, with any kind of hurt or baggage you don't need to carry around. Reach out now. Ask for help. There is so much help that can be given and to help empower you to live the life that God has given you to live. His love truly can unlock anything. <laughs> I, yeah. I really believe that. Uh, yeah. Yunanda, will you please uh, pray for everyone listening right now? And maybe even in, in specific things that they uh, they may be struggling. Well, you won't know the specific things, but you know what I mean. Just pray for, yeah. for whatever they may be going through, that God will come and show them uh, that they can hear His voice, that they can walk through this thing as you've spoken today. So, Father God, you see into every single heart of every single person that's listening to this message now, Father God, that's listening to this prayer, Lord, and you know the things that I have been through. And Father God, Holy Spirit, I ask that you will come right now in this moment, Lord, and that you will walk through every single second in their life where they have been hurt, where they have learned to believe lies about themselves and lies about you, Father God, where they have partnered with the enemy. And Holy Spirit, that you will come and through your power, just bring healing mm. in those areas, Lord. You know people that are struggling with self-hatred, self-criticism, feeling unloved. Some people might even have suicide thoughts, Father God, feeling that they are hopeless. Life is hopeless, Father God. But I ask Holy Spirit, come, just like in Ezekiel, come and breathe in new breath yes, into Lord every single heart Amen. and father god i pray that you will break down every barrier lord which is stopping us from experiencing your presence your love your goodness mm. and just the way you communicate with us open our spiritual eyes open our spiritual ears open us up for all that you have for us father god as it is in heaven lord let it be for us here on earth mm. and lord thank you that you see everyone you're sitting there today feeling that that God has forgotten about you or God is angry with you. I want you to just look with your spiritual eyes and look into Jesus' eyes and see the love that he has for you. He sees you. He sees your heart. He's standing open with wide arms and saying, come, my child, hmm. come. I'm here for you. Come just the way you are. You don't need to change. When you come and sit on my lap and you hear my heart beat, you will change there effortlessly, effortlessly. Mm. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you will continue this work, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lord, I just want to pray for you, Nanda. Thank you that she is your daughter, that she has been called for such an amazing calling in a time such as this. Thank you for her marriage to Willem and her beautiful children. I pray that you bless their family, bless their marriage, and bless their their work and ministry going forward. May it just go from strength to strength and glory to glory. I thank you, Lord, for the truth that was spoken today. May Mm -hmm. it touch many hearts, many lives. May it unlock so many things in people's lives. And I thank you that, that you will give those who know they need to reach out for help, that you will give them the courage and the strength to ask for help. And uh, that that help will come. We pray that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Yunanda, thank you once again. Gwardiario, vriendin. Yes, amazing. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'm just going to quickly greet the people. But if you could hang on there for a moment, I would appreciate that. Everybody say bye to Yunanda. Bye. Bye, guys.
Guys, thank you so much for joining us today on Love Unlocks with Yunanda Burger. What a special session. What an amazing lady. I'm sure you guys were blessed. I, saw, I see in the comments people just saying amen and, and thank you. So that's awesome. I really appreciate that. Uh, I want to once again just encourage you. If you, not, if you noticed, realized, had a revelation today that some of the stuff that you're sitting with, there may be a cause that can be dealt with that God can heal and you can live free, please reach out to Yunanda. Her number and email is here at the bottom. Uh, she can see you on a video call if you're not in the area or you can see her in person. I would really highly recommend that. Uh, it's such a huge thing when the, the hurt and the baggage from the past can just fall off of our lives. Um, so, but And also just know that you can go to God, ask Him, uh, to speak to you personally. He, he's a loving God, a loving Father that's there for you. But sometimes we do need a little bit of help to just uh, see those things that we maybe can't see ourselves so that we can deal with that. Uh, thank you so much for everybody for your comments. I really appreciate it. I just want to remind you quickly, this week we are releasing the new single, Our Nation. Uh, it's going to go out to radio on Thursday, which is Heritage Day. Make sure that your favorite radio station is playing it and making it part of their day. And, uh, and then on 1 October, my wife and I are starting uh, the second Let's Talk Marriage Seminar. It's a 10-week, once-a-week online marriage seminar where we talk about everything marriage. Uh, and we've had some great testimonies of people who have gone through there. And by God's grace, lives and marriages are being changed. We believe that healthy families build a healthy nation and a healthy family is built upon a healthy marriage. And you can only have a healthy marriage if you know Jesus and love each other well with the supernatural love of God. And that's what we want to talk. That's what we want to get across and, and share with you. So please join us. The link for that is also in this post. Thank you once again for joining us. May God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Remember, God loves you. He's a good father and he's always there to hear you and for him to speak to you. And remember, his love can unlock anything in your life. Amen.